0: Take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you Are ready, ready to rock your? Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Nikki Thoughts Podcast. I am your girl, A. Nicole, and I would like to thank you for tuning in with me another week, another episode, and I would like to remind you to tell a friend, a loved one, a stranger, whoever, to check in to the podcast and just let them know how dope this podcast is, right? Um, so we are, this is, what do they call it? Christmas Eve Eve, I guess. This is on um, December the 23rd. Um, I am not an observer of the holiday, but I do appreciate the day off. So I will be chilling up, laid up in front of my fireplace like a motherfucking Caucasian uh, with some chestnuts roasting on an open fire and some um, Jamaican rum in my hand. So Kingston is gone. My son is gone. His father came and got him for the holiday. Um, I had had uh, my girlfriend's kid, kids that came over for, um, the weekend and Kingston was just showing his Royal fucking ass. You, you, your kids ever get company or something. And the kids just think that they just gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do, say whatever the fuck they want to say. Cause they got an audience who I'm the type of parent where you show out is where you fucking get worked out. So me and him, we going back and forth. Or whatever. And I was like, what, what the fuck? I'm over here about to get asthma attacked for going back and forth with you. Call your father. And he was like, uh, wh- 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 what do you mean? And I said, call your father. Call your father and tell him that he need to get you tutored and fucking booted on the next fucking airplane. Your last day of school is Thursday. He needs to have you on the next thing smoking Friday fucking morning. Really, I can get you to that airport Thursday fucking night. So he was like, mommy, no, no, mommy. Because now he's thinking about this. No, 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 mommy. Let's not do this. Call your father. That's what the fuck you need to do. So we're going back and forth. And it just turns into the fucking call Tyrone. And I was like, call him. Yes. And he's just like, no, no, no. And I'm just singing over him. Come on, come on, come on. You better call Travis, okay, And tell him I said, come the fuck on. All right. So, um, his father came and got him, skirted him on up out of here. So, I got a kid-free existence. I have not had a kid-free existence for three years. So, yeah, it's, it's on and popping. It's live. So, shout-outs to all the moms. I finally get it. Who, when your kids go away for a break or whatever, and you just like feel like just toot toot. I get it, I get it, and and I'm glad to be a part of the team. Y'all did gave me a jacket. Y'all didn't gave my little notebook and my pen. So I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. See, it's cool when you work shit out with your ex husband. It's cool when you work shit out with your ex husband. So, um, little housekeeping things. Um, I have a new website. Um, my new website, is, I know y'all probably like, she got new shit every fucking week, but look, I'm rebranding and I've always wanted my website to be my name, www.aprilnicole.com, but it was all, always taken. It was some company in Korea and like I had been like giving offers to buy it and they weren't buying it and I'm just like going up, up, up and they just wasn't feeling it. So um, I want to say Thursday, I just went on to like my internet was acting up or my website was acting up on Instagram, excuse me. And I just went on GoDaddy and I just went on April Nicole and it was like, it's available. And it was only eleven ninety nine and I didn't have to pay no broker fee, no, 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 no domain fee from the people in Korea. I guess they just let it last. So shout out to the ancestors for that. So my new website is www april aprilnicole.com. Oh my God, I get goosebumps just saying it. And that's April, A-P-R-I-L. Nicole is dot com. So you can find everything about me, my events, my brands, um, booking a therapy your day session with me, all of the above. You find all of that on there. Um, so yeah, so that's the thing with my new website, my event, I just want my sisters to heal in Washington, DC next month on January 5th is sold out. I am so excited. We are going to have such a good time. DJ going to be popping. We got our workshops. We got our panel discussion. I'm bringing my whole living room furniture there, y'all. Y'all going to sit on my living room furniture. And we going to talk. We going to chop it up. So it's going to be catered. We're going to have unlimited wine. Um, Like I said, a DJ, we're having a feature pro it. I'm going to have my spiritual advisor there, my sister who is a business coach, Um, one of my girlfriends who does sex therapy. And we just want to chop it up. We going to talk. No topic is left off. The table. That's just any April Nicole event. Excuse me. So um, I will be releasing my tour dates for 2019 for I Just Want My People to Heal. So I'll be doing men only events and I'll be doing women only events and then I'll be doing co-ed events where I bring both my brothers and my sisters together and we chop it up. So I'm really excited about that. Make sure you're following my page um at I just want my people to heal on Instagram and if you want to check out my website it's Org. so um look out for that and I'll also be dropping merchandise um for it starting January 1st so I'll have hoodies, totes, shirts, pens, all types of things um That are pretty dope. So um, be on the lookout for that. Also, my Queens Power Trip, Jamaica, is sold out. I am so excited about that, too. We're going to have such a good time. And somebody let out the bag that we're going to be there for some fest. And yes, we are, if I got my dates right. So I'm going to be throwing in um, a pass for um, the sisters to attend some fest. We're just going to go for the day and just like soak up all the music and the people and the culture and everything. I'm just excited. So, so yes, um, for Black Sauce, my Black Sauce brand, I have new prosperity sages. So sage sticks, excuse me. So go on blacksaucebrand.com and get your prosperity sage sticks, especially for the new year, especially for the new year. So um, last week I did the episode about narcissism and I kept it pretty open. Um, and I just talked about the traits of it. Um, I talked about how the um narcissistic um, personality disorder is, um, is diagnosed. I talked about that. So, um, I had a few of you email me and DM me about doing one about being in a narcissistic relationship. Like how do you know your significant other is a narcissist? Because I was talking about last week that a lot of times when we think about narcissism, we think about it, um, with an intimate partner, but your mother could be a narcissist. Your, your brother, your sister could be a narcissist, your father, aunties, uncles, cousins you know it's not just boyfriend and girlfriend but um uh, the masses asked me to do an episode about um a narcissistic relationship so that's what I'm going to do so this week's episode is going to be 10 signs that you are in a narcissistic relationship so let's get it let's get into it shall we Okay, so as a refresher, I want to go over narcissistic um, personality disorder. So the Mayo Clinic, um, which is a research group, uh, well, it's not a research group, the research group of the Mayo Clinic, excuse me, um, they define narcissistic personality disorder as a mental disorder in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance and a deep need for admiration. Those with narcissistic personality disorder believe that they're superior to others and have little regard for other people's feelings. Remember, when I discussed last week, they feel as though you are here to do their bidding. It is a one-way street. They are not here to pour into you and to enrich you at fucking all. That is not their job. Your job is to do that to them. Anything, saying anything that deviates from having to be about them, you're going to have a daring headlight look when it comes with them. When it comes to them, excuse me, because um they feel like you're here for them. They don't have regard for people's feelings. So anyway, but behind this mask of ultra confidence lies a fragile self-esteem vulnerable to the slightest criticism this is why when you go to tell a narcissist about themselves they spaz the fuck out this is why when you call a narcissist on their shit they got a problem with you you know they can get downright fucking violent because they don't like anyone to paint them in a light that is negative and they don't own their shit okay so this alternate persona to the real self often comes across as grandiose and above others self-absorbed, and highly conceited. So I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, oh, I might be dating a narcissist or um, how do I know if I'm dating a narcissist or was my last boyfriend a narcissist or is this dude that I'm interested in? Is he a narcissist? Is this young lady I'm interested in? Is she a narcissist? So I'm going to break down the top 10 signs of whether you are dealing with a narcissist, whether you're dating a narcissist. The first one is, do they love to talk about themselves? So one of the easiest ways to detect a possible narcissist is by listening to the way she or he speaks. A pathological narcissist loves to talk about themselves, often in exaggerated and grandiose terms. She is also someone who's likely to dominate a conversation. Common conversational topics for narcissists include accomplishments, and achievement. We call that the trophy complex. And they also talk about exciting and envy-worthy activities. They, ex- they, ha- they do excessively focus on personal issues and concerns, excuse me, and they excessively focus on looks and materialism, as well as putting down others to show one's superiority. So do you ever be in a conversation and you're talking about shit, maybe you're in a conversation with a group of friends or something, and the person this other person, they just button in. It has to be about them. You're like, Yeah. Maybe y'all are talking after Christmas break. Say like that. Well, what did you do for Christmas? And you're like, Yeah, well, me and the kids decided to stay home and you know, we made gingerbread houses. I don't know, whatever the fuck y'all do for Christmas. And like, here come this motherfucker, like, oh, well, you know, I I I I I took my children to Nova Scotia, probably lying like shit. But yeah, I, I took in, wasn't nobody talking about them. Wasn't nobody fucking talking about them. Wasn't nobody fucking talking to them. We got a young lady like that at my fucking job. And I'd just be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I didn't know that my lips had stopped moving. I'm still talking. And secondly, ain't nobody fucking talking to you. So, so, scooch, scooch, scooch. So, that's the first indicator. The second, charming and romantic, but with a catch. And this is because many narcissists can come across as alluring and attractive, especially during the initial stages of a relationship when they're trying to win you over. Like a master salesperson, they use charisma to get your attention, flattery to make you feel special, seduction, which can come in the form of flirting, gifts, dinners, getaways, sex, etc., to lift you off your feet, and persuasion to get you to give them what they want. While there's nothing wrong with inherited with, with there's nothing wrong inherently, excuse me, with being charming, romantic and a good lover, the narcissist crafts these traits in order to use other others. He or she is really not interested in you, but only what he wants to extract from you often to fulfill an inner emptiness due to the inability to create true intimacy. Number three, lack of reliability and follow-through. Another way to spot a narcissist is to measure her or his actions against their words. Many narcissists lack reliability and follow-through. This can range from regularly breaking appointments to habitually Falling through on promises and agreements. The lack of dependability can be emotional as well. Being there for you one minute and gone the next. When you observe a pattern of inconsistency between what your partner says versus what they actually do, you may be dealing with a narcissist. So what you going to do? What you going to do when they're inconsistent? When they're not following through? When they're not doing what the fuck they say they're going to do when they're not giving you no act right what you going to do think about that and we're going to slide to number four instant gratification some narcissists believe highly some narcissists excuse me being highly self-centered and self-absorbed expect instant gratification to fulfill their needs this may range from goading you to answer their texts or calls immediately like you, when I text you, you text me back within the 60 seconds or within the 30 seconds or within the 10 seconds. When I call you, I don't want that phone to be ringing. You pick up no later than the second ring. I don't want that phone to be ringing. You answer me immediately. Hmm. Um. A quick way to detect a parsible narcissist is to gently say no, or let me think about it to a request you're not comfortable with and see how the person responds. If they try hard to persuade you and won't let up or show signs of impatience, irritation, or anger, kind of like a child, take note. They're fucking narcissists. And they cannot handle the word no. They cannot handle rejection. They cannot handle waiting for an answer. They want their answer right now. What do you mean you're going to think about it? No, you tell me right now. Right? Number five. They are rule breakers and boundary violators. And y'all know how I feel about that B word. The narcissist often enjoys getting away with violating rules and social norms, such as cutting in line, chronic undertipping, stealing office supplies, breaking multiple appointments, or disobeying traffic laws. In addition, pathological narcissists often show wanton disregard for other people's thoughts, feelings, possessions, time, and physical space. They overstep and use others without consideration or sensitivity, taking pride rather than showing remorse of their Machiavellian deeds. So think about that. You set boundaries. They like, fuck your boundaries. You set rules and they break them. You ask them to be courteous and respectful of things and they like, oh, fuck you. Hmm? Does this sound familiar? You're dealing with a narcissist. Next, entitlement. Narcissists often expect preferential treatment from others. They expect people to cater to their needs without being considerate in return. In their mindset, the world revolves around them. For instance, pay attention to how your date treats service people, such as a waiter, a waitress, and other support staff. If they order them around like they are king and queen or picks on minor service flaws, be aware. At some point, your date may begin to exercise similar entitlement towards you, meaning how they're treating this person in servitude is how they're going to treat you. Because like I said last week and how I said in the beginning of this episode, they feel as though you have been put on this earth to serve them. Everybody is a service person to them. Everybody is here to do their bidding and to take care of them. And to break the rules for them, break their own rules for them, break their own boundaries for them. They have a sense of entitlement. So, if that sounds familiar, chances are you could be dealing with a narcissist. Next, manipulation, using others to extend oneself. Some narcissists will use their romantic partner to meet unreasonable self-serving needs, fulfill unrealized ambitions, excuse me, or cover up self-perceived inadequacies and flaws. So have you ever heard a significant other say, I can't wait to show you off to my friends and make them jealous? That's signs of a narcissist. Have you ever heard them say, I talk my girlfriend into letting me live with her rent-free. I also get to use her car. Hmm, that's a sign of a motherfucking narcissist. A Jody-ass motherfucking narcissist. Hello? Next. Constantly put down others. Constantly put down others. Or puts down others. I don't know, Caribbean. So, in order to put up a facade of superiority and disguise hitting under... Insecurity and inadequacy, some narcissists will constantly put other people down to boost their own desirability and acceptability. Targets of their negative talk may include quote unquote inferior colleagues, quote unquote incompetent managers, quote unquote clueless friends, and flawed former relations. During the initial phase of dating, the narcissist may pour on the charm and entice you with many compliments. However, even during this stage, pay attention to your date's seemingly minor passive-aggressive jokes and comments about your background, your body, your features, your choice of attire, your use of time, as well as personal and work priori- priorities. Excuse me. Consider whether these remarks are reasonable. Or reflect your date's selfish desire for you to change for the better. And a lot of times this change for the better really means, no, I want you to change for my better. I'm basically trying to mold you into being able to better care for me and serve me. So these remarks and this constructive criticism that I'm calling myself giving you has dick to do with you and everything to do with me molding you into the, um, service animal, if you will, that I need you to be. Number nine, we negatively when you don't give them what they want. Since many narcissists can't stand disappointment or rejection, they will frequently react negatively when you don't give them what they want in the way that they want it. So some of the common responses include anger, which can come in the form of a tantrum, negative judgment, personal attacks, or ridicule, passive aggression, which can come in the form of the cold shoulder, the silent treatment, withhold of love and affection, Um, sarcasm, calculated separation. It can also come as emotional coercion, which can come in the form of blame. Guilt trips, calling the partner ungrateful, threatening to withhold love and intimacy, and to pretend narcissistic victimhood. Now they the victims. Now you the big bad wolf. And they motherfucking Goldilocks. No, Goldilocks is with three bears. Little Red Riding Hood, that's who the fuck. Um, So yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about you, gaslighting. Classic, classic sign of it. It's all about you, not about me. Lastly, a lack of commitment to a serious relationship. If you and your partner have been dating for a good length of time and your partner is unwilling to make a serious commitment, it may be cause for concern. There are many possible reasons for a partner's lack of commitment. Some are highly reasonable and deserve serious consideration. Others, however, may be slightly selfish. What distinguishes a a narcissist's lack of commitment is his or her desire to keep the status quo with you. Reap the benefits of intimacy while keeping an eye out for others perhaps more eligible in the narcissist view of prospects, so they can try to keep you stringing along um, while they find a better catch in their words somebody uh who is a bigger dummy, somebody who probably won't give them as much um back talk as you do, probably won't challenge them, yeah, they'll keep you around until they can find their next victim. And this is why narcissists can move on quickly because for one, they don't think they did anything wrong. That's one. Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. So there's nothing for me to recover from, you know, cause I didn't do anything. I don't have to unpack a suitcase. I don't have to think about, you know, and work on myself. It was, it was his fault. It was her fault. And another way that they get into relationships quickly. Another reason, excuse me, is because they have to be served. They have to have somebody there to help them fan the flames on their grandiosity. They have to. They can't do it by themselves. Like I said in last week's episode, it takes a team. It takes a village to build up a narcissist. And also, like I said in last week's episode, the biggest way to kill a narcissist is to starve um, starve attention to them. Starve them. Starve them for attention. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Do not give them what they want. Do not serve them. Do not act like a a a servant. That's not what you are to do. Okay. So um I hope that you all have enjoyed uh the 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 top signs you are in a narcissist relationship. Um if you are, if you do feel as though you have found yourself in one, there there are supports for you, there is help for you. Um, If you need to book a session with me, you can do so. Again, my website is um, www.aprilnicole.com. So um, there is hope. There are support groups. Um, You can get out of it. Um, But the biggest thing that you're going to have to do is up that self-esteem and that self-confidence. That's the biggest thing. You know, make sure you listen to last week's episode. You got to up that 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 confidence and that self-esteem because that's how narcissists get in. They find people who have low self-esteem and low self-confidence because a person who's full of themselves or a person who knows their worth ain't going to allow a motherfucker to break them through the fucking codes. No, you got me fucked up. So um, let's get into this week's Dear Nikki. I have not done a Dear Nikki in so long. So let's get into it, shall we? Okay, so this young lady says, um, so my child is eight and her dad and I attempt to co-parent, but he always seems to fall short and I'm left picking up his slack. Backstory, we were supposed to work together to go to school as far as he would pick classes on days I didn't have them so I could have our daughter and I would do the same for the first year. For the first year, it was fine. But then he stopped working with me because he was so closer to getting his degree and went ahead and got a whole master's because with it, he would be able to provide for her. But still, I was left picking up most of the financial slack. Uh, Okay. Um, Then he decided to go to the military and blew his knee out right before he was... That's not funny. Right before he was supposed to leave. So for almost a year, he couldn't really help with her, but he had time and money to get married and have another child. So now... Fast forward, I put him on child support. We agreed. Who the fuck is we? We agreed on 260 a month because at the time, that's all, that's all he could pay and said when he got a job, we would raise the amount so it's more fair for me. He got into the police force and has been in training for the last six months. Oh, what about me? Okay. And I said, okay, let's go back to court. He said he isn't making a lot of money and can't afford to pay me more, but I called pool crap. Oh, pool crap. Okay. And last Monday, put in papers to go back to court. He calls and says that since he is still in training, if he goes back to court, he will lose his job with the police academy because he isn't supposed to have any dealings with the courts or anything like that. Now, I don't know if he's lying or telling the truth. I don't want him to lose his job because I will go for it. I will go from 80% paying for everything to 100%, but I also don't want to be taken advantage of again. It's just me and my daughter, and I need to make sure I can pay all my bills if something goes wrong in his household he has his wife to lean on. I'm the one without the degree. I work full-time. I started a business this year and in the process of publishing a kid's book. I'm trying to do everything in my power to not need anything from him in the future, but currently I do need his help. As little as it is financially, and him having a job is better than him not having one. I'm sorry for the long messages, and again, I do understand if you don't answer. I figured I would give it a shot, though. Have a good night or good morning, depending on when you read this. Okay, I'm just gonna get straight to it. Sissy pool, you've been Winnie the fucking fool. You have been, ooh, oh no, that's the Pillsbury. What the fuck sound does 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 Winnie the Pooh make? What 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 sound is he known for? Because that's what the fuck you've been, okay? And it's all right because we all fucking go through this shit. He has been pacifying you to get what he wants. He has been pacifying you to get ahead in life and to shirk his responsibilities while he gets in he- ahead in life. Because I'm always telling you the the, the common denominator. Of parenthood is motherfucking sacrifice. Monique told y'all ass in the movie *Precious*. Real women sacrifice. That's what the fuck she said, right? So him understanding this, he don't want to do the sacrifice because he want to go. He wants shit to be easy. He want to go to school, join the military, get this master's degree, get married, have a whole ass new baby. Cause cause finances ain't too bad if you create a whole new ass fucking mouth to feed. I always say that shit. And now he's talking about he can't miss no classes, and the police can Fuck, Carl Winslow! I don't give a fuck. He gonna miss classes today? What the fuck? What do you mean you're trying everything in your in your in your in your best ability not to ask him for shit, sister? That is not what fucking parenting is about. That's not what single motherhood is about. That's not what co-parenting is about. What the fuck do you mean? And look, I do very well for my motherfucking self, but that don't fucking stop me from being like, uh, sir. And while a young sister like myself is not motherfucking getting child support, I got a child support fucking order and that shit is piling up. What J. Cole say? Count it up, count it up, count it up. That shit is motherfucking counting up. So you might not pay me now. You might not. But that shit is going in that motherfucking leisure every fucking month, that this is what the fuck you owe me. So I'll get it, as Phaedra Parks would say, on the back end. But you ain't getting shit on the fucking back end. What the fuck you mean? We agreed. I'm sorry. This is how I talk to my sister. So this is how I'm talking to you. Because I had a conversation with my sister earlier about some shit about a motherfucking nigga, and this is exactly how I was fucking talking to her. So come and get this motherfucking therapy your day session. What the fuck do you mean that you and him agreed? Let me scroll back up and see what this fucking... Y'all agreed on two sixty dollars a month because at that time, that's all he could fucking pay. Let me tell you something about fucking children. Children don't give a fuck about what all you can do. Kingston don't give a fuck about what all mama can do, okay? And just like you fucking took it hook, line, and sinker, and then you had to then go and bust your fucking ass because you know that baby girl don't want to hear this is all the fuck that I can do. No, just like you have to fucking make shit work, And make shit fucking pop to take care of this little girl. He needs to do the fucking same. Don't you ever fucking fix your lips and say you trying to do your best not to ask him for something. That is his fucking responsibility. And I'm going to tell you this. Wifey ain't got a problem uncurling her motherfucking uh, hand out at him when it comes to that fucking baby. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. Alexa, play Keisha Cole's Trust and Believe. You got this shit you 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 you, mm. you are being left with I don't even know you you left holding the bag. you are literally left holding the bag. shit is gravy for him and his wife. He has been allowed to build and create a fucking legacy off of the backs of you struggling for his family. Let me rewind that. You have allowed him to create sustainability, employability, Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Profitability, all of that, off of your back. Off of your sacrifice, so that he can take the fruits of it to this family, girl, I'll fucking punch you in your fucking throat. What the hell is wrong with you who who who, who have you been running to to share this empty space? do what is mama saying? Well, you got a big sister whats she saying? Well, what's auntie saying? ain't nobody told talk- what the fuck you been working with him? I'm so fucking. tell you some real shit same shit happened to me not not to this degree but um when I was going through my separation from my ex-husband he was he was in school (laughs) he was in school you know um and he was like he gotta go to school and work with him and uh you know no no, no. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. because I am the caregiver of this child So I need to be in school too. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this shit 100% by my fucking self, I'm going to be in fucking school. I'm not going to fucking give him what he wants and all of this other shit. I did it for a small amount of time. And then I realized I was the one getting the dick. And if this one Thing last in this world that I want from my ex-husband at that point and at this point, and that is dick. I don't want no dick from him. So no. So you know what? I rolled my fucking sleeves up because he made it hard for me. Oh, you don't want to do shit my way? Well, you on your fucking own. You want to put me on child support? You on your fucking own. Cool. Let that shit count up. I made a way. And that's why I stand before you with all these motherfucking degrees on my wall. He ain't got none. But see, had I fucking waited around for him, we both be two undergreed motherfuckers scratching and fucking surviving, hanging out in a motherfucking child line. You cannot do that. You not only owe this shit to yourself for you not to struggle, because I don't know if you realize this, but our sisters are getting motherfucking heart disease, stress-related motherfucking mental disorders, stress-related fucking health ailments, and death. Trying not to bother somebody else. Especially trying not to bother somebody else about their fucking responsibility. We got so many single mother sisters who are fucking working themselves into a fucking early grave because they don't want to bother and they kids not going to want for shit. Fuck that. Kingston don't want for shit now. Because he got me, because I fucking done the work and I fucking sacrificed and ever, he ain't gonna want for shit as these years go on. Because that money is 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 piling the fuck up, piling the fuck up. He's still not gonna want for shit, but nigga, you gonna run me my motherfucking money? I said, hey, okay. If Nikki want her money, I think y'all should give her her money. The old dirty bastard said that shit. Okay, you need your fucking money. You need your fucking money to take care of your fucking kid. That's what the fuck you need to replenish. You, you over here overexerting yourself and all of this shit to take care. And he just gets to go to school. He just gets to what? Excuse me. That nigga would have been, um, in undergrad and working two jobs like the fuck I was. He would have been in grad school working two jobs like the fuck I was. We would have been making that shit fucking work. That you want to get married? And you want to motherfucking have a baby? Oh, well, well sister wife need to come over here and help us while you on this maternity leave or whatever the fuck you doing. Come watch this eight-year-old. So now we can go full-time fucking students. Oh, yeah, we would have been a motherfucking happy home. But no, you have allowed him to do whatever the fuck he's wanted to do And to give you some bullshit-ass excuse, and you have allowed your fear to make you live subpar when it comes to being able to take care of your daughter. You probably haven't listened to um, my my podcast episode a few weeks back about co-parenting with a toxic fucking ex because I talk about this. Sisters and my brothers, too. Stop allowing these motherfuckers to emotionally blackmail y'all out of y'all fucking money. Stop trying to thumb your fucking nose. I think the dumbest shit, my my kids don't want for, yeah, I I, mama got it. My kids don't want for everything. But what you not saying is you over here working two, three, four, five, six jobs over here. You over here robbing Peter to pay Paul so your kids don't want for nothing. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck if I they run me my $60 check. Run it to me. Okay? That's Fortnite credits. I ain't got to fucking buy. That's motherfucking, uh, 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 what Kingston just asked for? The new 2K, I ain't got to fucking buy. Well, no, I'd probably have to put some money to that because that shit is more than $60, especially with that GameStop fucking insurance. So, yes. Stop that shit. And I'm going to tell you this. You're going to meet a whole lot of fucking um, adversity with this. He going to call you a hater. A homegirl going to be mad too because uh, uh, even though she knew what the fuck it was when she married him, you have also afforded her a lifestyle of comfortability. Because her, your world with you and his daughter and her world with him and her whatever the fuck they got never meet. Because he provides for their child together. So I'm sure she like, well, as long as that shit ain't got nothing to do with me and my big nigga... I don't care. So you're even allowing her, affording her a good lifestyle. But I said, you have allowed this man to solidify himself. This ain't even about him being able to, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking to provide for your child. And this is why you working with him. No, he's going to provide for his child and he's going to forever have fucking excuses as to why he can't give yours her due. I don't give a fuck how much money it's always gonna be an excuse for him because you have taught him how to treat you. I ain't gonna get on you too long I won't feel like i'm 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 being a pastor but that shit is a fucking pet peeve of mine. y'all just don't realize this I think my sisters play themselves my brothers too play themselves making themselves think that they don't need shit it ain't even about what you need it's what your kid needs. Because at some point, it's going to be time for Kingston to go to college. Or Kingston to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Trade, whatever the Kingston, whatever the fuck you want to do, fucking do it, nigga. Just do it. As long as you get the fuck out of this house. It's going to be a time for him to do something. And it would be so much nicer to me if, say, he wants to go to college. And the first year of college is $75,000. It would be so much nice for me to be like, you know what, King uh instead of let me fork up this 75 stacks for you son like oh all right let me write this check then to be like you know what i just got a motherfucking um settlement from your father you know, well, he didn't pay back that 75000 back child support, or however much it is, and I'm going to put it with that. Or I'll pay you $75,000 for your tuition. Here is your money for the year so you don't have to work. Or here is, I just got a check from your father. Here's the money for your books. Here's the money for something. It's going to come a time when that child needs that fucking money. And it might not be now. It might be when they turn 18, when, they, when the motherfucker might hit the lottery. That's another thing. He could hit the lottery. And uh, you ain't got no order. So really, he don't owe you shit. You know? Or something can happen. And 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 you ain't got no order because he don't owe you shit because you've been fucking working with him. You've been working with him, girl. <sighs> I'm done, sis. I don't want you to think I'm, I'm wrong, wrong, wrong. But you got to get your shit together. You got to get your shit together. Because this shit right here is just not the fucking business, it's not the fucking business. So, um, let's go into the I Saved You a Seat Award, shall we? What's up? I say, what's up? I say, what's up? Man, sit your ass down. I'm going to keep this shit real short and sweet. This year, this year, this week's I Saved You a the War goes to, and I can't even pronounce this young man's name. <laughs> this is a fucking joke. Is it, is it Jaques? Jaques? Ja, 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 whatever? <laughs> Whoever the motherfucker who said he was the king of RB, him. Um, <clears throat> I was just like, well, what the fuck does he say? And that was me. And. Was like mom, and I was like, well, "What the fuck does he sing?" Maybe I've been out of the loop. You know, I'm not a TV watcher. Um, when I do listen to Nick, Nick, I listen to records. I got two record players in my house. That should let you know uh, the, the the age of the music that I fucking listen to. But still, listen to fucking 45s and shit. I still listen to vinyls. I'm gonna go down to my basement and put on me on some Marvin Gaye live when I finish this shit. But like Kingston was was like singing some of the songs. Well, one song I know the bad song. I think that was it. And then he was like, "Yeah," and he did LMA's something. And then he redid. And I'm like, "Wait a minute!" So he's been redoing. I don't know his. Listen, I don't know his discography, if you will. But sit your motherfucking ass down somewhere. I, I'm not even going to sit here and be like, "Well, you know, we're not even going to do that shit." You ain't the king of shiz, nigh the motherfuck e. You're not. You're not. You're not. And um. My little sister had sent me a video of him today, and I was like, it's so crazy. I never thought that this was possible, but he looks like a little, little Wayne. I never thought that this would be possible. Just watching him perform, he looked like a miniature little, little Wayne or whatever. But I ain't gonna take that shit too far because I got some some short men listeners, and I love y'all and want y'all to think I'm poking fun, but the, the king of R&B shit, if you don't sit your fucking $5 ass the fuck down somewhere, Okay. You are not the king of R and B, Nikki. You're not even the prince. Okay? You're not the rook, the the, the, the knight, the 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 jester, you're, you're none of that. No sir. no sir. No sir, no sir, no sir, no motherfucking sir. We're not about to fucking do that shit. Um and then I had posted something on my page um, on Instagram, which is by the way, Nikki Thoughts at Nikki Storts, N-I-K-K-I-E-S-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. And it was Bow Wow talking about something to the effect that, yeah, these niggas is hating on you and you the king of R&B. And I'm like, and hey, this nigga, what type of credibility is this? I finally get my professors in the PhD program like April. This is, this is, tell me about these sources. This is not peer reviewed. This, 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 this is not scholarly writing. This is not a scholarly fucking credible resource. You got Bow Wow. I can't. I, I can't can't no more. I can't even can no more. Um, the good news is I am under my time. I am on 40-something minutes. So um I'm excited. I've never been um this. Is always either hour, or hour 13, or whatever, so I'm really excited. So, um, thank you all for tuning in this week again. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Nikki's thoughts, and that's N I K K I E S T H O U G H T S. Um, I have a page dedicated strictly for my sisters. Every day is Therapy Thursday, every day I love on y'all. Um, I I post all types of things. there, just for the healing of my sisters. And that page is A Tribe Called Sis. So you can catch it on um, Instagram at A Tribe Called Sis. Again, my main website is www.aprilnicole.com. Um, and that's A-P-R-I-L-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. I will be launching my nonprofit organization, which is I Just Want My People to Heal. I will be launching... Um, the tour, the first leg will be um, for my sisters, and that is January 5th, and that is sold out, but I will be releasing new tour dates and tour stops um, next month, so you can go over to my website, I just want people to org you can subscribe to the mailing list, and you can also follow me on Instagram, at I just want my people to heal um Black sauce brand that is my online store. I sell everything from sage sticks healing crystals I have a all natural um, hair and body and skin and all of that stuff line, Um, I make them fresh with organic botanicals and um, raw oils and essential oils, all types of things like that. And that's www.blacksaucebrand.com and on Instagram is at Black Sauce Brand. If you need tutoring, if you need help for your college entrance, grad school, post-grad, if your children are having problems in the math and science area. I also provide tutoring. Um and you can email me at black sauce enrichment center at gmail dot com. And my page on Instagram is Black Sauce Enrichment Center. I do a lot of shit. I do a whole lot of shit. Don't I don't I don't I don't I don't. I. So um it's been fun. I love you all to pieces. I saved for next week, which is the last week of the year. Shit, we leaving in the year of our Lord 2018. I know I said I was going to do it this week, but you all wanted to hear about um, narcissism in a relationship. So, next week, that's what the fuck we're going to talk about because we're not taking this shit. We didn't went through all these virtual grades, so we're not taking this fuck shit into the year of our Lord 2019. So, have a great Holiday. Have a great week, a great day, a great everything, and I will talk to you all next week. See ya, trip, so I know you're gonna fall for